Is this the year that you want to get your business in newspapers and magazines? Perhaps you've seen others around you get loads of really cool press coverage, but just don't know where to begin? If so, PR in your pocket is the podcast for you. I'm Jenna, a journalist and PR, and each week I share practical, actionable tips to start getting your business media coverage today. and welcome back to another episode of PR in your pocket. Really excited for this week's episode. It's a bit of a behind the scenes. I'm going to take five pieces of coverage that I got from my clients and I'm just going to break down what I did. And the idea of this episode is like all of my other episodes is to really break down and demystify what PR looks like. So in May, I'm going to be doing two in-person events in London and in Birmingham. So you can click the links in the show notes for those where we get so much done for your PR. We're going to write your press release. We're going to send emails. You're going to have a question and answer with a journalist. And really, really excited for those in-person days. But one question that I've got asked off the back of sharing that with you all is, can you just do this for me? And I think there is still a lot of resistance when it comes to doing your own PR. I think people are worried about it. And I think people feel that you need loads of connections, you need the journalist to recognise you, you you know, that you need to have all of that connections with an agency that a journalist won't email you back if you're not connected with an agency. And it's just not true. As long as you've got a really great story, and you're actually sending the emails, um, you can't just sit there and like cross your fingers, then you will get the press coverage if you're consistently putting yourself out there. But I get that sometimes because of the way we talk about PR, it doesn't seem that way. And so that is my answer to that question. You absolutely can get someone to do your PR for you, but it will be expensive. And what I really want to do with my in-person days and my other programs is offer something that's obviously a lot more affordable, but also to teach you your own PR. Because another thing that a lot of people speak to me about is, you know, could you just help for a month or two months? And obviously PR takes time. We've still got people who did the challenge, what that was at the start of February, getting press coverage that's just come out now from the back of pitching in the challenge. So you don't always get that immediate coverage from the pitch. You have to wait for the editors and wait for the journalists. So it does take time. So If you're thinking of outsourcing your PR, then you need to have a budget, but you also need to have a budget for usually around six months. So that is often a problem for a lot of small business owners because we've only got so much that we can do with our marketing budget, right? So that is why I'm hoping today's episode will be really useful and inspire you that, you know, you can absolutely do this yourself. If after listening and giving it a go, you still want to outsource, you are welcome to message me um, and I will explain, you know, when I'm next taking people on. But otherwise, I really hope it gives you some inspiration to send that email today and put yourself forward. So I'm just going to pick the five pieces of press coverage. Um, I'm going to try and put five different types and that people ask me about and, you know, people are interested in trying to get into that publication. So we're going to start with the first one and we're going to start with Forbes because that is the most commonly asked question with the one that I get asked about the most and that is Forbes. I get asked about that all the time and my client Charlie was in there a few months ago talking about tips for business owners to grow and Let's break down how I did that. Now, Forbes is a really hard one to get into. I won't lie. So I've since like pitched again for another client and we didn't get in. So I'm not going to say to you that it's got 100% success rate. But 
Forbes has lots of contributors. So they have something called the Forbes Collective. And the Forbes Collective, I mean, I'm not like a super expert about it, but the Forbes Collective is for business owners. You have to apply uh, to be, you're invited even to be involved. You have to pay, I think it's a few thousand pounds, but don't don't quote me on all of this. I'm just summarising what I've learned. And um, when you are in this Forbes Leadership Collective, um, you obviously get all sorts of other benefits. You know, you get like access and training and it's all to do with accreditation, really, of being part of this collective. Um, But one thing that you do get to be is a Forbes contributor as well. So a Forbes contributor usually, and again, I don't want to speak to everybody, but usually the Forbes contributors that you see online um, you, you're, they're not necessarily there from just pitching an article idea to the journalist. It's actually almost impossible to just pitch, can I write for Forbes? I've got a really great idea. That is really, really impossible from everything that I've done and researched. Instead, uh, these contributors are invited by Forbes, chosen by Forbes, part of this collective. It's not too much information out there because it's sort of like a little bit of a secret club. Um, but what these people who are these senior contributors and these guest contributors have to do is also commit to doing x number of articles a month for Forbes and I'm sure they want to do that because it really raises the value of their brand Um, but because they've got to commit to x number of articles they often choose to crowdsource responses and that's not just Forbes a lot of publications do this it saves them loads of time so the article that my client was in was five ways to make your startup stand out from the competition so they did a call out they looked for some tips they collated those tips wrote the introduction and conclusion. And obviously that's really useful content. I'm not saying that they're just putting stuff out there because we all want to read from other business owners as well, right? But because they need to commit to a certain number of articles and because often the content they do is around crowdsourcing um, content, then you've got a good chance of potentially being one of these businesses that provide the tip. So I found some of these guest contributors. I found some on Twitter. I found some that you can sign up to their newsletter and get the Forbes uh, press request from them directly. And I just started putting my client forward for them. Another tip for Forbes is, and any sort of publication that asks for these sort of tips, is to try and really perfect your one paragraph answer. You really want to save that journalist time. So if they're already having to write 10 articles for Forbes that month, if you send them like a whole page of answers that they've got to sift through and get the work out of, that is just going to take a lot of time for them. So usually when you see like five tips, five ways, you are much better off having a really great impactful paragraph and then a line or two about who you are so they've got your bio if they need it. As well as that, one thing that I find really helps with places like Forbes is to make sure that we're not having any waffles. So if it's five ways to stand up from the stand out from the competition, start the first sentence with the tip. Don't spend a few sentences. In my experience, I've been a business owner for 20 years and what I found was when I first started my business, get straight to the point. So this is a really useful exercise whoever you're pitching, get a really good one paragraph answer that actually answers the question, provides useful info that isn't waffly, that isn't sort of just promoting your business and then send that over. So that's what we did. So find the contributor on Twitter, this one, 
when you find someone on Twitter that is looking for contributors, especially someone like Forbes, you need to follow them, you need to set notifications, or you need to physically go in every few days and check that account, which is what I do from this this person's Twitter. And you need to be quick. And so you need to see that request. So I saw it on Twitter, got the paragraph from my client and sent it over to her. And then about the next day, she said it's going to be in Forbes. It was very excited. Um, but then we had to wait a few weeks. So that answer doesn't sound particularly exciting and glamorous. Uh, and that hopefully shows you that, you know, it is about being consistent, checking the contacts, constantly checking and not just sort of waiting for things to come your way, doing a little bit of research, but also understanding the type of content that they're looking for. So because I knew, like I said, they need quick tips, useful tips, informative tips. I think that stood that answer out that we sent over. So that was Forbes. As I say, that was literally my first time pitching to Forbes. So I thought on that day, I had 100% success rate for Forbes. I haven't got 100% success rate now. I've pitched a few more times. But my biggest tip would be do not go on the Forbes website and try and find out the main editor of Forbes. Have a look at all the different guest contributors. Some of them specialise in different things like finance, uh, like small business, entrepreneurship. Have a look and follow the guest contributors of Forbes. They're often much more active on social media. They need to create a certain amount of content a month and they therefore are going to be crowdsourcing content. As I said, all of the information I said about Forbes, like the collective, this is just based on my research. I'm not saying that every person that you find is going to be in the collective or have to write X number of articles a month, just based on my findings of researching Forbes. The second piece of coverage I'm going to talk about is Business Age. Now, Business Age is actually a really great uh, website with news and interviews and opinions on business owners. Um, actually really, really interesting. So I definitely recommend having a read. Um, But also, this was an interesting experiment for me, because when I work with service-based businesses, the first thing we say is, right, let's write an opinion article. It's a great way to get you to stand out from the crowd. When you've got a product-based business, obviously, the first thing that you do is try and get that product in a feature roundup review. However, we've been working with this brand for a while, And I was seeing a lot of news coverage um, around things like living longer and billionaires trying to reverse ageing, which is all what my client supplement is to do with. So for the first time, I pitched an opinion piece for that client uh, based on her industry. And actually, this was a really example that you could use for anything. So an opinion piece on her industry, the news in her industry, which is all these celebrity billionaires are trying to look 10 years younger. And this industry that's growing rapidly that she's part of, like the longevity industry. So it's very different to the sort of stuff that we were usually doing, but it would really make her stand out. And when people were searching about this news, she would come up as connected to it. So Business Age, I found online, and then they actually have a really helpful About Us, and they actually break down about how you can contribute to them. So they actually break down contributor guides on the site. So if you find a site that's got a contributor guide, ding dong, you are onto a winner. I'm not sure why I said ding dong there, but you are onto a winner. Um, because it shows you that they're regularly taking taking contributors and it also really spells it out. So it tells you who they work with, how we help contributors. It gives you a guide to the type of content and how to pitch them. 
So that is exactly what I did. I just sent them an email. I introduced, I explained what the topic would cover. Um, I explained how it was linked to the news and why the, the business expert was the best to write about. So I sent that over to them and yeah, they took on the pitch and then my client wrote it and we sent it to her. And that whole process was only about three weeks and it's still on the homepage now, which is really great. Um, so that I thought I would mention to show really anyone can write these opinion articles because I don't mean anyone in terms of not having the credentials. I mean, anyone in terms of don't feel that you've just got to be a coach to be able to write expert articles. You are an expert in your business because you're doing it. So in this case, she's an expert because she's in this industry and constantly talking about it because it's her product. So that was the second piece of coverage. Don't discount writing articles. It's a great way to make you stand out from the crowd. The third piece of coverage that I'm going to talk about is Arm Yoga. I love that magazine. It's a really great wellness magazine. And one of my clients this month was in the the page of their like top picks of products that they loved, which was really, really great. I thought I would talk about this one because it's actually, it was probably the easiest press coverage that I got this month. So I talked on a previous Instagram about Press Loft. Press Loft, I only discovered this about four or five months ago. Um, It doesn't work for anyone, everyone, because it needs to be a product that has beautiful images. This is a happiness plan. It's got such gorgeous images and it's a really great product as well. So when I started working with a client, I joined Press Loft on a free trial. So I'm not paying anything at the moment. I don't believe it's that expensive anyway, but... Um, I joined on a free trial and I spent, it was probably half a day, but I spent half a day uploading all the images of her planners and um, writing a description of them as well. So it was a little bit time consuming. But what's really great is that once it's done, then you're almost getting passive press coverage. So you have to add some keywords and a description of the image as well. And then anytime a journalist is searching for that, um, then your product will come up and they will download your images. What's really great is then you get an alert to say they've downloaded your images. So you can look out for the coverage. And that's what happened with Om Yoga. So they, they down, and that was literally on the first day we uploaded it. They downloaded the images. Um, it told us to check the March issue and we did and there was a whole write-up which I wasn't expecting so I just uploaded the images so that was really really great and there's been two more a women's weekly magazine and a weddings magazine that have also downloaded those images so from that half a day of admin sort of work to three pieces of print coverage I think that is a pretty good conversion and um I then I've just done it with another client as well, um, and they have also they've got two magazine features so far. I just uploaded the images last week. It doesn't work for stuff that would just be like I wouldn't do it for like my supplement brand because it's people searching for things like pink dress, blue notebook journal, you know. So it's things that usually the journalists are trying to fill the pictures pages of their magazines, you know, like top picks you know, colour, even sometimes, you know, when they have like the colour theme pages, like into spring and everything's yellow and those sorts of things. So it works really well if the images are beautiful. Not every brand needs beautiful images. If it's just one product, then it might not be worth it for you. But otherwise, I think that was a really great way to get some press coverage. So the next one is Liz Earl magazine. This will actually include two of my clients when it come out. So it's a bit of a, a double whammy. Um, but I'm trying to include different things that I've done for different topics. So the reason I'm including this one is because I actually just got it straight from an editorial request. 
Um, I use Editorial. It's seven ninety nine a month. You get about fifty emails a day into your inbox. I'm not going to be honest. Like, you, um, no, I am going to be honest. <laughs> I am going to be honest. <laughs> not all of them are relevant. I don't have a very high hit rate on this, uh, but because it is so affordable, you know, if I get, you know, I think this month I've had two pieces of coverage from it that is worth it for me but obviously you're getting 50 inquiries a day on the one email so when you do the mathematics of that um you know I'm not saying that you're going to get hundreds of opportunities a month from the newsletter but for me because it is such a small investment I keep rolling over with it and I keep doing it and usually most months I get at least one thing from it so I keep using it so it was really simple the journalist was looking again for some expert paragraphs um, on really quite a niche health topic. So you definitely get a higher success rate on editorial if it is something that is quite niche. If it's something really general, like, you know, looking for business owners to chat to, that is a lot harder. But just sent the information over to them. They had to do a one paragraph answer, answer a few more follow-up questions, and then just sent them over. So with editorial, you literally just press the button, click to pitch when you've read the email. So you don't have to worry about finding the journalist's email or stressing too much about it. Click to pitch, and then it will even fill in uh, the header for you and fill in their first name. You literally then just type to pitch. So very, very simple to do. Um, and yeah, it's it's a really small investment. So definitely worth doing, I think. So the fifth example that I'm going to give you is all around local news. Um, and I think this will be relevant to lots of people. So that's why I want to give this example. I know that people listening, they might want to hear like the big names. And I was just debating, like I had some newspapers this month and some magazines. But I wanted to give this a mention because I think local press is really important and also the process of doing it like it could be a good way to start for you if you don't feel super confident of like pitching an opinion piece or anything yet. So this month um, I targeted local news quite a lot. Um, there was one activity provider that I do the PR for and she got a business award so we pro focused on local press there and then also um, one of my other clients launched a new course. So again, that was focusing on local press there. So I just want to explain what I did really with the local press. I, no point me telling you like the different names of local press because they're only going to be relevant if you live there. But actually, most of the local press have a very similar system. So if we start with the award winner, obviously I knew where she lived. So I started to Google local magazines and newspapers for that. And then I realised that the one that um, she live nearest to had in the top corner send us your news i'd not seen this before so i was like oh okay this is going to save me so much time so they actually had a thing on the site saying send us your news it was in the top right hand corner and at the bottom as well you know it's like about us contact us so i actually just filled in the form it literally goes through step by step add your headline add your story um and then press center enter so you just go send us your news i'm just having a look at it now um get started, share your story and it literally goes through step by step and then you press submit. It didn't tell us that she was actually featured. So the next day she woke up to messages from people um, saying, oh my God, you know, you're in this local paper. So I, I, if if I hadn't have known that, then I might not check so quickly. So it doesn't tell you when you're featured. So you do have to keep checking. But the second time I did it, I discovered an even 
easier uh, way to do it than now I'm going to do all of my local press this way. So I use submit.nationalworld, sorry, so submit.nationalworld. So um, one of my other clients lived in a small area in the north and they'd got this local magazine that they said used this site. So I'd never heard of this site before. I created an account, it was free. It does a similar thing, you can submit your article, but this time it gives you a whole drop down list of all these different locations, of all these different publishers. So it's saving you a lot of time on research because if you know your local area, you can scan it really quickly, you can see what's relevant to you. You press submit and what's really great is it shows you a preview of what the pub, what it will look like when published. So you can see, oh, okay, have I submitted it right? Um, and then what is brilliant is they then email you when it is published. So you are removing having to follow up. You are removing stressing and checking. You're removing having to send the journalist some extra info. You are literally just submitting your story. Press send. You can then sit back and they will send you an email when it is submitted. So I had to include that one because that was such an easy way to get local press coverage. And also it's a good way to show you that you don't even have to send an email if you really don't want to. You don't have to worry about finding the perfect contact. With that mention, that thing that I just mentioned, literally go on and submit your story. The only thing that is going to determine on whether that gets featured is if the story is a good story. And that's what I've been talking about the whole time, hopefully, when it comes to PR. This has been a really useful episode and just shown you the process behind that coverage. So I love shouting about the coverage that people have got. It makes me really happy and it makes them really excited as well. But hopefully it's shown you the process behind it and that you can absolutely do it too. If you're listening to this and you're feeling really ready now to take some accountability, get your laptop, start pitching, start putting yourself out there. I'd love to see you at my in-person days. The link for both of those are in the show notes. There's one in London and there's one in Birmingham. Both are designed to help you with your press release, your emails, your story ideas, to just get loads of stuff done during that day with a follow-up a week later to make sure you've taken PR action. If that sounds of interest, click the link in the show notes. But do make sure you're in my free, free Facebook group as well. Get your business in the media with Jenna Farmer. listening to PR in your pocket and I really hope this episode was useful if so do come and connect with me online you can jump over to Instagram at Jenna Farmer PR and say hello or you can join my free Facebook group get your business in the media with Jenna Farmer I would love to see you there